What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deja Vu Podcast, your number one podcast for all things old television shows. And this season, we are talking about the television show The Sopranos. The Sopranos. The Sopranos. <laughs> We're talking about episodes, what? 10 through 12. 10 through 12. We're coming to the home stretch. Next week we got the season finale. This week we have um, one episode that was sort of a standalone, and two that were kind of the beginning of the ramp up to the end. I guess it was the ramp up to the end. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> you kind of have, uh, you know, like you said, the standalone, and then the last two are very much concerning rats and uh, assassinations. Right. So I'm Trey Mitchell. This is Travis Mejia. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey, I'm. What's up, man? Are you doing all right? I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. Uh, we had uh, it's Saturday. We're recording on our normal day, or what should be our normal day, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully we'll get this bad boy out on Monday. We spent too much time hitting on coworkers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jay. All of them are male because <laughs> yeah, we, we, we don't we don't see we don't we don't see, have female coworkers. No. We have to make do with what we have. Yeah, so we just we we hit on the hunkiest of guys that we yeah. can find. The hunkiest men. You gotta shoot for the top, man. You know, you if you can't for the top man. You get it? Look at you, Josh Kerber. <laughs> <laughs> just really, really staring you down, Ryan Medellin. Oh yeah, that man. That he man twerked a, today actually, and it was snack. wonderful. He a twerked. Snack. He's got a he large twerked. back end. He does have a large back end. He's very bottom heavy. All right, so we're talking about episodes nine <laughs> or episodes ten, eleven, and twelve. The first episode is called "A Hit Is a Hit." This one was an interesting one, and I I wonder if. I kind of forgot, but I think I wonder if the latter seasons kind of have these little, not one-off episodes, but they're sort of episodes that delve into different aspects of maybe like Italian culture mm-hmm. and identity. Because this one kind of goes into kind of a side quest. Yeah, and there's there's sort of a, um, I guess Tony Soprano and the I guess. At their Italian culture within the um, and, and sort of its its place in um, the class system of America. Sure. And so you have one side. You have you have uh, Christopher, and you have um, I'm trying to get the the gangster rapper guy's name. <laughs> Which one? The uh, the main guy, the guy from Fargo, who. Uh, Guy's a great actor. I really like oh, uh, massive, massive. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, I, I recognized him as well, and I was like, "Hey, it's that dude from Fargo." Yeah, and he was great and in Fargo. Yes, he's got like a really cool cadence, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, about him. Um. Anyway, yeah, you have his name that is massive. Right, you have uh massive. You have Christopher. I guess so. The, the whole. I guess idea is that he's taking Adriana out to see uh, Rent, I want to say, and he's at like this burger place, and he's kind of being a, a big dick. I think it's a chicken kind of, place. It's a chicken place. No, it was a burger place. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yes, I... it was. And That's not what you I'm said just gonna go. I'm going to go past it. I'm going to go past it. He was just, uh, and he was saying some racial epithet. He was being a real dick. He was being and an ass. And this is was... after their big, uh, their big scores, so he's wanting to treat yeah, his so lady. Th- and that was interesting too, um, you know. In this sort of episode, I was kind of reading the the book, uh, the Sopranos ses- sessions, and it kind of mentioned how this kind of showed that Christopher was a lot more unique, or there's more to him than you originally w- thought, because it's him, it's Tony, and Paulie, right? Mm-hmm. It's about to celebrate the score, and they're about to, you know. 
hook up with some hookers and but Christopher's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, to my girlfriend. Spend and it with the girl. Nice evening. It's like, oh, that's interesting. That's not really, you know, the mindset of everyone else. Like he's, he he does love his his girlfriend, even though he maybe doesn't treat her right at times. Uh, mm-hmm. He really does never abusive, but he does love her. I feel like Chris, they've done a really good job with both Tony and Christopher showing that they have. You know, they're still hardened gangsters, but they're mm-hmm. not like they're not the typical hardened gangster that has no other, you know, no feelings or is cold towards uh, their family or their wives or their, you know, the women in their life or the their, you know, the kids, whatever. Uh, and they've done a really good job of showing two different sides of both of those characters. And you don't mm-hmm. like in these type of things, you don't always get to see both sides. You just get Tony Montana or you just get uh somebody from godfather blanking on all their names <laughs> only seen them once only goodfellas. seen it I mean, once goodfellas sort yeah of goodfellas <clears throat> a little uh, bit in goodfellas yeah and you don't necessarily see uh, in those movies you don't really see their kids and what their kids do and say and in this in this format you definitely get to flesh these things out a little bit more sure. you have more yeah. time to it you have time to do this side road with tony <clears throat> and this entire episode to where it's you know, it doesn't necessarily pertain to the main plot uh, as much, but it is part of it. And you kind of get uh, you get some insight into how they function outside of gangland, right? Right. And so, yeah, they. What was his name again? Gangster Master Massive. P. Massive. Massive. Okay. Massive. And Huge. So the so he. <clears throat> confronts confronts christopher and is like hey we want to talk to you um really like what you do and then he drops some references to some to godfather yeah which i get that's important actually and it's very important because the um kind of the african-american gangster kind of culture uh that is very 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 much linked to movies like godfather and goodfellas and scarface oh yeah and like very much so. And so that was important that they did that. And they, I mean, they really, connection. like, that's a really good connection for for that, you know, in particular. But they've scattered those references throughout. I, so I'm, I wonder if there's a time in the show where they maybe stop down the references a little bit. Because it is like every other episode. It is. It's just, it's getting a little much, okay, we, we I, I get it. It's almost People like they're using movies. they're using buzzwords. Like even when uh, later on they're on the golf course and they're talking about John Gotti, yeah. like they're they're dropping these like gangster names and gangster themes that you know about, like. And, it, it, maybe and I kind of get that too, though. Like, it's I, the I beginning. That's like that's what people expect going into this. I but think. I think that's kind of important for that side plot because that's showing that. All these guys really know or care about is the are these movies, and they right. got a guy now from the movies who can, you know, tell them all the crazy stuff that happened. Yeah, and I, I so you know, I get that too. But right, I, no, I, I get I it. It totally like, it ties in, yeah. but it's also uh, it's also that you're right. They're hitting it a little hard, a little hard. Yeah, and I'm I'm very interested to see as we move in. Now we're you know wrapping up season one. Once we move into season two, it, that might be a good look back when we get to the end of season two of. We still getting hit over the head with Godfather, Goodfellas, uh, Scarface, and, and they haven't really talked about Goodfellas that much. Not too much. I think I know why. I mean, there's half been, the cast right. from Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much been the only. The, I mean, they haven't referenced it like in words, but they've ripped an entire scene and put yeah. it into uh, put it into the Sopranos. They've again half the cast yeah. is from Goodfellas. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, so they've done enough references to Goodfellas, yeah, mm-hmm, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so, so yeah, I, we, that's kind of a very, very interesting plot with um, Master. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> not Master. Wow, uh, Massive. Oh, yikes! Uh, massive, and you know he's comp- pretty much what he wants though is rep- reparations for, uh, I think his cousin. Uh, who Something had like who feels like he was ripped off by Hess, Hesh. the Hesh, <clears throat> the uh, the Jewish guy and their crew who used to be a, a record label have a record label, and if he feels like you know he owes mo- they owe him money, 
And that is another thing that is very, very true to history. Yeah, no, and, it is. And I like that, you know, Hesh kind of like owns it and is like, yeah, we were hard-nosed, but we also gave all these kids a start that they never would have in the first place. And, and also he, um, you know, another thing I kind of read in the Soprano sessions, and this is the whole episode where you uh, you feel like all, all these groups don't feel like they are the white man or they don't they feel right. like they're a, min- a minority yeah because he says to him hey i won't say the whole quote but he says hey we were the white man's blank before you guys were right the jews it's you know and uh that's interesting like he's he's white until it's useful to say you're not white yeah, just you know. like Tony is white is uh yeah. you know white until he's standing next to some other white guys that are fake Italian. Yeah, exactly. You know? He, I mean, and he even references that in this episode does. when he. I can't remember the the Italian. It was yeah, oh, he, that's I, who he was sure talking to, but I can't remember the word that he used. Uh, definitely derogatory, and it's a Wonder Bread. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say. Should I say the last one? Can I what? say the last one? Wop. Yeah, say I can say. I wop. just said it. I'm Italian. You can say it. Okay, so Wonder Bread Wop, yeah. uh, you know, white wops that are white, <laughs> yeah. white Italians that have assimilated into uh, white people land to, uh, you know, move up in the world, and you right. know that's what Tony is kind of dabbling in in this episode. Yeah, um, so yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> so Tony, yeah, wants to. Well, we can finish off. Um, I guess the rest of the whole Christopher plot is a little more comedic. Yeah. I, I did like the very, it was a very 90s Matchbox 20 kind of. So um, so after this meeting with Hesh and um, Massive. Are you talking about uh, the worst band of all time? Yeah, it's the worst band of all time. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that was so, you know, 90s. Yes. Uh, so after they have their meeting and nothing really happens, it was sort of a bunny heads of culture, you know, uh which was interesting. It was very fascinating. And, you know, this sort of racial component, how, you know, uh, you know, they feel like they're minorities, but the, but they feel like the black people are lower than them. And so, yeah, it, it was an interesting dynamic. And, but after that, uh, Chris, Adrian, was like, you know, I could be in the music industry. And, and Chris was like, yeah, you've listened to the radio enough. You know, good music. <laughs> this whole, this whole section of <laughs> this part of it was just, Boy, he likes they her. Are, he likes are, her so much. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, which is actually refreshing to see. In, in yeah. Because, like, you know, everyone else in the show is terrible to their wives. Right, and he's and very supportive, he's, and he wants yeah. these things for her. Yeah. She just happens to suck at it. Well, he sucks, too. He oh, he's be a terrible. screenwriter, and he sucks at it. Well, and so, I mean, I said this last week, that he is, he is just, in general, a fuck-up. Like, yeah. He just, he's just, in general, kind of a fuck-up. He's a fuck-up. Yeah, but uh, and so she, I guess it was her ex boyfriend who has a band, yeah. next door neighbor. She, next, yeah, they they uh, some really bad, and they try to get ma- uh, massive involved, but he just kind of wants to get in her pants. He doesn't really care about the music. He kind of has the same goal as Chris does. <laughs> He's just yeah. trying to make the hot girl happy, right? And she, he even says that to her at the end, and she gets very angry. But he was right. Yeah, that's kind of what he was. Tr- the band sucked. You know, Boy, and, did they suck. Yeah, they really sucked. <laughs> Just terrible. <laughs> Just yeah. terrible. And it, the fun, it was funny, you know, in the recording studio. And I do remember them talking about the Beatles. Mm. I do remember that scene. Uh, them blasting the Beatles, which uh, 2008 Trey wasn't happy about. Oh, that was, was, that was my height of my Beatles-dom. That was your, maybe. the height of Beatles mania for Trey. M- maybe high school was. That's mm. when I watched that documentary and became really into the Beatles. Which one? Uh, I think it's called um, Anthology, Beatles Anthology. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, really good. Uh, I still like the Beatles. I say I like the Beatles. I like the Beatles, too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we we just vamped for like a second, and I totally forgot what we were saying. Yeah, we had a little Um, side road there. A little side road. Let's just start with Coos and the golf game. Yeah, the Coos and the golf gang. They're they're golfing. (laughs) All right, so yeah, Tony gets invited to a (laughs) barbecue. Tony gets invited to a barbecue, and with a bunch of white people, bunch of white people, and he's like, you know what? And and I think throughout the show, Tony. 
he kind of has this fantasy about himself that he's just a regular average American guy. That's what he wants just, to be. He wants to be that guy. But he is not that guy, and he'll never be that guy. And this is sort of the start of that. Like, I don't I know. I once, think like, it's... He was, he I was think like they're... listening to Simple Man in the car, and it's like, well, you're, he's not a simple man. He's not that. Yeah, you I know, think that they song start... Is very, very think, American white bread song. It's a good mm-hmm. song, but it's like that's not what Tony is. I think they've been dropping little breadcrumbs of this throughout. I oh, mean, totally, all, yeah. like all the way back in college, he's talking about like how he, you know, wishes he could have gone that the college route, but you know, it wasn't really in the cards for him. And he, he wishes he could have that life and that's the life he's trying to get to his kids mm-hmm. you know he's he doesn't want them to be well it's the same reason why he blame i mean not why but like how he remembers his mom not wanting his dad to leave he kind of sees that as where he was his like future was cemented right there right right and and every parent wants their kids to have a better life than they do that's not right. something unique but i think tony does it for other reasons you for know, sure he doesn't that's the life he wanted, and he never got that life. Right. And he'll never get that life. Um, so, yeah, he goes to this barbecue, and it's uh, his neighbor, Cusimano, who recommended Melfi to him. They right. knew Melfi. And they even have a, a dinner where they discuss stuff here, they right? Discuss, yeah, they discuss the patient, uh, her gangster patient. Of course, Cusimano's the only one that knows that it's Tony. Right. Uh, but they do discuss it, and she like they actually kind of talk about you know uh, same. It's all it's not a mirror, but they talk about some of the same things that they talk about Melfi's family dinner, uh, kind of the ethics of treating uh, you know a gangster. But then it really gets into you know uh, Kuz's affinity for for the gangster and his 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 gangster friend that gave him these really cool cigars. And yeah, I think they do identify him. Because Did you identify the, Tony? Yeah, I think so. As his, as as Kuzumano's neighbor, because remember they bring out the uh, <clears throat> they bring out the cigars that he gave him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't. I don't remember. Anyway, <clears throat> so like, it is funny to watch Tony interact with these it's regular people because he he like. It's like he doesn't realize he's the coolest guy there at first. Like, it takes until they're on the golf course and they're razzing him. And then he says, like, one thing about John Gotti. And they're all just on edge. And he knows he's immediately right there. He's like, oh, these guys are nerds. Yeah, even at the barbecue, like, he's trying to ask them about stocks. Right. And they don't want to talk Nobody, about that at all. Not with him. Like they kind of they kind of even shot him a dirty look for even like yeah like you're you're not gonna understand this. So why are you even asking? Yeah. Um. It, it's very interesting watching him interact with regular people, especially like I said, once he kind of realized. And you know that feeling, you know, where yeah. you're like, this is not going like I wanted it to. They are making fun of me. Yeah. I don't know if they're necessarily making fun of him, but they're using him. They're yeah. Using they, him as a side act, as kind of like a, yeah. a point of interest. He, uh, this, is, this is the guy, and he just wants to talk sports. Right. And yeah. he wants to talk about the ticket. He wants to talk about the funny bit Gordon did. What yeah. if Tony Soprano is the ticket? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that he, he would. I, I'd like to think that he that he would listen to the ticket if he In were In New still. Jersey. Yeah. They tuned it in on the, on the app. sports they got the day app. app. Yeah, they all got the sports day app. Yeah, <laughs> like that on the golf course. All right, <laughs> he let you. Oh, what would his favorite show be? Ooh, uh, I think he'd be a big fan of Norm. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. He'd he love be. Norm. He is very uh, old school, likes his history. He would. He be would Norm. be so. Ma- he'd be so mad about uh, Mike about, leaving. About Bob moving to three to seven. He would. He would be been mad so about mad. Mike leaving. Yeah. Yeah. He hey, needed. what's this? Why didn't they? Why didn't they fire Corby instead? Where's Jake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he was mad about. Yeah, Grego leaving. Yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah. Pretty much all the people that have left, he would he would be upset about. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> well, he's old school, man. He likes it the old way. Like he, he even says it in one of the episodes to uh, to Meadow. Hey, uh-huh. out there, it's 1990. Here, it's 1954. And yeah. he's not a total Archie Bunker, but he, he definitely is. Once kind of the old ways, you know, yeah. he's very old school. Yeah. 
Yeah. So after he uh, he realizes they're messing, it's a little Archie Bunker. He's but got yeah. a little Archie. Yeah, bunker. yeah. I'm thinking about it now, and I remember he does. Meadow does bring a uh, a half black boy over boyfriend over, and he was very against that. So maybe he is a little Tony. Some maybe he is a little, uh, you know, um, Archie Bunker. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, so like after he, my favorite part of the episode is the sand in the box. You know what? That is my favorite part. And I tell you, if I was Tony Soprano, I'd be doing that. Oh all my god! The time. I'd be doing bits because, like, if you're, all the time they know, they yeah. know. So then you just, you know, you kind of hint at some stuff, and you, you just, I would be messing with people. Oh, I'd be screwing with so regular. many people. Yeah. Oh, it'd be so funny. Like, I, I just dig holes in the middle of the night. And oh just, yeah. Hey. yeah. Yeah. I'm digging holes. I'm taking like, like at night. I'm just. I, I'm like. I've got a big carpet that I'm putting in the back of my back of my car. Um, I'm definitely just like unassembling guns and throwing them into the forest and yeah. just all sorts of stuff. Yeah, all sorts of fun jokes. Uh, let's see. Is there anything? Oh, so you do get a little hint that things are about to slip for Tony, and then we can probably move on to the next episode. Yeah. So when Melfi is at. Kuzumano's house she goes to the bathroom and then hears this uh this guttural scream <laughs> which was crazy because like you really have no you've been dropped no hint about what this could be at all right and then at the end of the episode after Tony gets his satisfaction of uh, a little bit of revenge against Kuz which I love that he calls him Kuz <laughs> And he does not like that. No, he does not enjoy no. the nickname. He's like, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of known as something else. No, anyway. that's not like that anymore. No, no, nah, nah. <laughs> uh, and he goes in and he goes downstairs and just aggressively works out. Hell yeah! Just really ripping those reps out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of gives you a little insight that something, something is clearly bothering him, and it could break at any moment. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to take one one thing to do it, and that next thing does kind of happen in the next episode. Yeah. So the next episode is it's this actually starts maybe like a whole season because <laughs> the end of next season. Spoiler alerts for a twenty year old show. Uh, the next season is where they do kill Big Pussy. Right. They find out he has the rat. So this is sort of the start of that. Yeah. That, planting um, the seed because I mean, so in that first. So basically, it all starts out at the the is it bordello? Is that the correct term? The the, the sure, whorehouse. Yeah, bordello? so it is a, a whore. You know what's funny about this is so I I, I uh, had to leave my house because they were showing it today, and so I went to a Starbucks to watch this. <laughs> uh, and I a bunch of little kids are walking in, and it's kind of crowded. And I turn it on, press play, watch the intro. Boobs. Oh yeah. I'm like yeah. fuck, fuck. Just have to turn it off. That's happened to me on several like movies on a plane is where I yeah. get caught with it. Like I, 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 I think Jake. This also happened to him. I watched Wind River on a plane, uh-huh. and there's a pretty graphic rape scene in that movie. Yeah. And I went ahead and just <laughs> scrolled forward just a little bit and skipped the rape scene. I was on the Cowboys Charter, and this was one of the movies that was like on the uh, on the. It was available to watch. Mm-hmm. Big and, nuts, um, huge, huge butts. Well, porn on the it plane. was uh, it was the art of self defense. I think that's what it's called. It came out last year, and it's good. But like, there is a scene where like it's like a bunch of karate dudes about to stretch. He's like, okay, time to stretch, and they all get ass naked, and there's <laughs> dicks everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> on the Cowboys Charter, there's just dicks. Ezekiel Elliott walks by and like, what's up with this like, What the guy? hell? <laughs> yeah, there's, but that's the only scene with dicks, but there is shocking. That's funny. dicks everywhere, yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> Pussy throws his back out at the whore. He does. Pussy which, throws, it, yes. which really brings a, a sad end to that night for everybody. It does. Because they had to the walk vibe. their friend out, and his nuts are out and everything. Like, that's not great. Was did his, did he really hear us back there? Or was he just kidding around? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know that we ever came to a firm end to that part yet. No. So, 
Tony meets his shady private detective. Vin. I learned his name this week. What's his name? Vin. Vin. Like a Vin meets, diagram. Meets Vin. He's kind of being a victim. Vin, Vin is definitely on, as we can tell here, on the edge. Yeah. You know? He's having a tough time. Yeah, he is. And he kind of goes to the... Hor- he, it's very much leaving Las Vegas, where he goes to that house to have company someone to talk to yeah and he he, you know he talks about like he's never paid for anything there uh that what's her i don't know the the madam like really takes care of takes care of him she really takes care of him and they've you know it's kind of an interesting relationship i wonder how accurate to life that can be in some sorts oh i'm sure that's probably really accurate yeah i'm sure that happens all the time yeah I would imagine. It's, I, I don't want to say in that like part a, of the world, but I, well, I, I, I feel like the places. bookie is way more at play there and can send a man into the depths of darkness a lot quicker. I bet you there's people that call. I mean, that, that that's a whole cuddling thing where you can have someone to come and cuddle. You know, uh, yeah, that's like been a whole thing. You pay someone to come and cuddle. That's that's like a whole industry. Is it? And that's yeah, and it's not sexual. You just have a woman uh, come over and cuddle with. Mm. Yeah, and you just mm. talk or you just cry. It's a real deal, man. Mm-hmm. I've never done it, but it's a real. Yeah, thing. It, it does. It doesn't sound like you've ever done it. You know a lot about it, but it doesn't sound like you've ever done. Uh, it. Bad Radio did a whole thing on it. Did they really? Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, it's like in Game of Thrones where the the dickless army was was getting cuddled by the whores, and then they started killing them. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. We are really off into a bunch of side roads today. I don't know what's going this on. This is a weird episode. It's a weird episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely a weird episode. So Vin anyway. comes and tells Tony that Pussy is the rat. He's the wat. And uh, this really sends Tony down a bad place because he's like his best friend. Tony is extremely loyal to his friends. Yes. You know? And he does not want this to be true because he knows if it's true, then um, you know something might happen. Or something will happen. Something has to happen. Mm-hmm. Something has to happen. And so... And he actually goes to Melfi to kind of ask for advice and about back pains and... And how it could... He, and this is another instance where he uses her exact wording when talking to somebody else about a situation that he talked with Melfi. Yeah. And when he, he calls it, let's see, psychosomatic. When she, she, she suggests that the stress of everything going on is is causing Pussy to think his back is hurt or more hurt than it actually is. Right. Because Polly has sent him to a specialist and he's basically giving him a clean bill of health. Everything's coming up bad for Pussy. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is, Travis. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, Tony does eventually go see Pussy. <laughs> I can't with this guy's uh, he does go see he him at his house, him, yeah. and like he like like you're saying, very loyal, wanting to tell like, hey, he was kind of giving him an out. It seemed like to me, yeah. Like, tell me what's going on here. Yeah. You have friends. You have friends in high places that can protect you. Yeah, if need be. And pussy didn't take the bait. <laughs> no, no. Also, yeah, I. I really enjoy Tony's dad jokes, and I don't know why they're so much funnier when they're said in a very Italian New Jersey. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> like, he's like, hey, I heard you doing astrology because you're taking up space. Yeah, Ooh, it was funny. It was cow- good stuff. Yeah. Butter being. Yeah. I've been chuckling at the, his, his dad jokes. They're good. They're, I, I, yeah. like the, I like the dad jokes. Mm-hmm. I like the dad jokes. Yeah. Uh, so, man, can you, can you imagine calling out a hit on your friend? <laughs> I could. I'm you could? Calling, yeah. Sorry, Matt Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, we're it. actually right now, uh, given our situation at the station, I could totally uh, understand somebody calling out hits on their friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got like seven people on my list to hit. What about you? I got about seven. Yeah. About seven. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Seems like there's eight people in this, ra- <laughs> in this, uh, this race. Yes. That uh, that may or may not be happening. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Tony has to call out, or talks to Polly after he's come to he the says decision. He, he's ninety percent sure. He wants to be one hundred and ten percent sure. So, so Polly takes him to like a, a steam a room, steam room to get a schwitz. Get a yeah. You ever got a schwitz? 
was a Schwitz. I think it's just a steam. Like you go into a steam room or like a sauna. Like I, that's what I imagine. Or, mm-hmm. or I, I think, I think that's what I think that they did or were going to do. But I always imagined a Schwitz as like maybe somebody with like a little water bottle squirting water on you, like a little mist, a little mist situation. Oh, I don't know. How do you spell Schwitz? S-C-H-V-I-T-Z? There's Schwitz. a V in there somewhere. Schwitz. Schwitz. I'm not Jewish. I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, so they suspect it's him. But uh, then um, Silvio has some other information how that, how the P.I. probably... He owes him money, right? Yeah, owes... so Vin owes Pussy Vin, yeah. thirty grand. Yeah. And and so maybe that's maybe that's motivation. Yeah, for and lying. Tony Tony sort of agrees, but also says it doesn't necessarily mean he's wrong. It just gives him a reason to want Pussy dead. Right. Right. And and then I, I guess the whole gist of this episode is that the FBI raided the um little game they're having the the poker game also they're close the fbi is for sure closing in on everybody they are this is i mean this is extremely close to tony like that seemed like a place that tony easily could have been right like playing cards or whatever uh that and i think they're trying to show that plus also well i think that's kind of part of it too of the fbi closing in is they they you know it's not confirmed in this episode, but we're all pretty certain Pussy is a is a spy or is a yes. Yeah, so at least at some point he will be. Yeah, and and uh, the other guy Jimmy, right? Yep. Seems like he's up to some shit as well because he's yeah. the most the most suspicious guy in the he world. He kind of is. He seems to be like that affable gangster that kind of screws everything up for everybody else. And like where he just goes to Tony's house to talk business while he's at dinner. Like that is the most. Right. It was so weird. And not even really talk business, but just like follow up on stuff that hey, he should yeah. like that there's no reason why Tony would need to tell him those things. Hey, yeah. where do you keep your money that you stole? Yeah. Okay. Like, obviously a rat. Right. Come All right, on, bud. Yeah, let me yeah. let me just let me just take you over there right now. I'll give you exact yeah. directions how to get there. Right. Yeah. But so, Tony sniffed that out pretty quick. But but uh, I guess Pussy does disappear, and he is uh, they can't find him anywhere, and uh, <clears throat> and Polly says he hasn't killed him, but um, this kind of leads to the next episode though. I, I think this is sort of a setup to the next episode. There isn't really much. Big of uh, we do have. Well, there's Monica the junior Whiskey. stuff. Oh, okay. What was the junior stuff? Junior and Livia okay, okay, decide okay. to kill Tony. Yes. So, yes, I'm sorry. We do have that. And that was big. So, Livia is using her best... I don't know. Like, I don't know if she's totally 100% conscious of what she's doing. Or I think she is. 50%. I think she she's is. 90% lucid and is yeah. pulling the strings on this whole deal. Oh, yeah. Like So, she's mad that Tony sold the house. That's what she's really mad about, yes. Yeah, so they just sold the house, and uh, she's mad about that. So she, so Junior comes over, and she tells Junior that Tony and all of his capos have moved their parents into this retirement right. home and are holding side meetings. Yeah. So Junior, of course, takes this as an affront, and they've there's already strife between the two. Junior also is, to me, not that much different from Sylvia in the fact that Sylvia or Li- Li- Livia, Livia, sorry, yeah. sorry, uh, Livia, yeah, I, I don't find him to be that much different as they just want to, like, show that they're still strong in their old right. age, right, because, like, you see it a lot in the next episode, it doesn't really seem like Junior actually has the stomach for this type of stuff, which probably no, like ex- where he's cowering in the back yeah. of the car. You know, like, he looks like this little bug, right? Yeah, and yeah, it seems like he, you know, he's he's wanted this his whole life, and in his right. head, he's pictured it his whole life. But he's never been the top guy. He's never like it. Almost feels like he's never made any of these decisions before. Like mm-hmm. he's never called for somebody's head, or he's never like he just seems to make these rash decisions. Although I guess if you're the boss and this kind of thing is happening, you know uh, maybe that is what you need to do. But it also when you see what Tony's going through, 
with the rats and his crew and how he's going about it versus how Junior is going about it. Yeah, Tony is very meticulous. He's trying yes. to find all the facts. He's uh, he's making 100% sure. Junior's just kind of going off the seat of his pants. Yeah, and we see how that goes for him in the next episode. Right. Um, uh, we do have a Monica Lewinsky reference, though. We do. Yes, a, yes, we did. He's we called Monica a, Krasinski. Or yeah, Krasinski. yeah, no, that, that, that was probably the biggest... Uh, cultural reference of this three pack i would think is is probably the presidential yeah. uh, presidential issues in the late 90s <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> and this is the also the episode where he talks about this is the 1950s and here no sex yeah. talk yeah. yeah yeah uh we do have the pi jumping off a bridge also, okay so yeah and i liked the i liked the part of tony and the madam sitting down and her like you know v- saying that like Vin didn't necessarily. Yeah, know? it is. Yeah. So like Vin t- telling Tony that Vin didn't like have any positive words about anybody, but he really respected Tony, and he said, at least with Tony Soprano, you know where you stand. Right. And Tony was clearly moved by that, uh, even basically because he kind of treated him like shit all the time, but did you know? That is kind of how Tony operates, too. You know, like, he'll keep you around and just dog shit you all the time. I mean, Christopher, in some ways, has that relationship with Tony where he's... But that's more of a... It's a, a family thing. father, yeah. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. And with Vin, it was more... Because, you know, he's not even really his nephew. He's his cousin. No, right, right, and, right. But it's like a second cousin kind of deal where it just makes more sense. It's more of a, you know, it's it's a... It's it's a weird but very to-real-life kind of family scenario. You know, right. everyone has that... <clears throat> That cousin who's sort of a son or a nephew, you know, kind for of sure. in their family, yeah. For sure. And with Vin, it was it was just kind of... It was, you're right. It was super, super sad that that was like... Like, Vin kind of had this weird perception of how Tony viewed him. Yeah. And I think that made Tony feel bad when the guy killed himself and he didn't, yeah. like, reciprocate that at all. Right. But it was kind of interesting, though. It was very interesting. And I definitely did not remember that. No, um, and this next episode is something I I did not remember remember either, but I picked it up the first second it happened. Yeah. So the next episode, Pussy is nowhere to be found. They can't find him, and Tony has gone to like a humongous depression, not getting out of bed, sleeping all the time. Uh, the hit is now out for Tony, mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, looks out his window one day and sees a, a neighbor lady. Uh, yeah, very, very fetching, very attractive, uh, Italian girl. Wearing a light dress, and it is windy. It is very windy. She's hanging up clothing in a clothing line. Already, it's a little weird, you know, because she is very attractive. She is very and, beautiful. And there's a big like to do also. Like it's it's not like she's there's just music out there playing. There's yeah. a there's a gazebo. Um, that has we've never really seen before, and we've seen because especially when you when he actually goes back there and references the Kuzamanos, we're like, hold on, we've been in this backyard several yeah. times. Mm-hmm. So where's all of this been? Right. <laughs> um, and I wrote down, uh, is this a is this a is this girl fake? Because like, and look. I, like you think like that's what you're thinking all up until the point that Karn sees her. Right. Like until yeah. Carmela sees her, you're you are like, okay, well he's clearly he's been out of it this entire episode. His eyes are half open. When he goes and sees Melfi, he's he's got no energy. He's, he's got no, lithium <clears throat> as well, which I don't really know what lithium is. I think it's like extra big like Prozac. You know what I mean? Okay. Like yeah. it I will know it's a song. Yeah. Like it <laughs> and will it's also a battery, yeah. Yeah, it is also a battery. Uh no, it just it just it's like a horse tranquilizer almost. It just it cools you out like he, you know, is a, basically a shell. Yeah. He is a <clears> shell <throat> in that. So yeah, he takes her out to uh he takes her out to lunch, you know, and she's telling him a story and then he has this daydream of like they're back in like 1907, he said, and she's breastfeeding a baby mm-hmm. and, and whispering uh, Anthony. Yeah. And uh, we kind of find out what that all means at the end. Mhm. It all it's all what this whole show has been kind of about so far. We hate our but mom. He, he hates his mom, and he doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> well, and he, yeah, and by the end, you know, by the end, he, the crew has figured it out and assumes that Junior is the one that 
put the attempts out and we'll talk about the actual attempts here in a second but like they have a pretty good idea of who it is and i think we did forget to mention the last episode his uh his the one at right hand man mikey right yeah mikey his like real douchey uh junior's real douchey uh right hand man staple chest girlfriend or wife about it yeah and they're very out in the open about what's going on and i forget if she's a rat or not for some reason i thought she's seen there they seem to kind of be setting her up to be one yeah or something because like he is like because and i was reading in the book that you know carmilla knows some things but she's Mm -hmm. smart enough to not get into you know it's not like um she knows and you know it's just not something they discuss and she knows important regularly where the money is where the guns are but she doesn't know about details details. plausible deniability right like in uh when they come home from the big score in i guess episode nine Mm -hmm. she is like hey y'all got a big score is that what's going on you seem very happy right, right now Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she's definitely aware and she, well, in her conversation with the priest earlier in the season, well, she two, knows. Yeah. 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 She, she's not, um, she's not. And I think that's the issue with, with breaking bad with, uh, Skylar. She was in the dark mm-hmm. and that kind of made her the antagonist to Walter White. And so you started to hate her. Carmela is, she knows, and she's known from the beginning and, yeah. And she's kind of fine with it. And it is funny how she has ebbs and flows of being disgusted and then being just perfectly fine. And mm-hmm. I think that's just true to life in general when you're yeah. maybe not as much of a, you know, you have ebbs and flows about things. Well, and- it's like when you, uh, you know, you decide that you want to be better at something, you know, in your personal mm-hmm. life. And maybe you think about it for like a week and then eventually. You know, you think about it a little bit less and you stop trying a little bit more. And then all of right. a sudden, you know, it's, it's like working out. Maybe, yeah. You you're know? six months down the road and you're like, oh, I said I was going to do that. I never really did. Yeah. And then yeah, you start kind of, the fucking yeah. cycle all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, and so, so yeah, like how he just dis- uh, like how how exactly did he. Oh, he so he goes he goes into the backyard for the to like Kuzmano's back and he goes back and talks to him and he's like, yeah, there was there, no had some girl. lady come like, let the dogs out, but there was no fet- no beautiful Italian women living here. Right. Right. And then he goes and talks to Carm and she apparently did not threaten to cut his dick off. Yeah. Uh, and that, that kind of tips him off that something's been going down. <laughs> yeah. Something, something wrong's happened. So she cuts him off of the lithium and says that this could be a uh, a manifestation of his maternal issues, I guess, is essentially like what that, it comes yeah. down to. I think he's realizing, uh, especially by the end, and like I said, we'll talk about the hits here in a second, but I think he's realizing that it's not just Junior, that Livia may have a hand in this whole thing. Yeah. Or he has a feeling that that might be what's going on. Right. At least that's why it's felt all season is that he knows that she has contempt for him and that she could be working some. Carmela even says to her, I forgot if it was this episode or last episode, she has a lot of power over Tony. Yeah, I think it was last episode. Yeah. She has a lot of power over him. And yeah. that, and, and she just plays it off as no. And this episode's interesting too, because it's like you never really you never you wonder if she is just an old horrible lady or if she is a hundred percent malicious and, and knowing what she's doing because this episode she starts playing the memory loss thing and starts yeah, playing man. the all. I think it's a thing. game. I think it's yeah. all a game. That's yeah. what I think. That's how. That's how I. I think so. It. Yeah, I think so. I, Especially, I, it's the, more fun to believe that. that well, way, the scene know? at the end with Junior makes me think that that yeah. like she clearly participated and in. Plausible calling the hit. She's, yeah, she's being, calling you know, the hit. And she's then always she, saying, oh, I should just not talk. I should right. keep my big mouth shut. Oh, I shouldn't say anything. Yes. You know? And then when she doesn't recognize Meadow after they come visit Tony yeah. at the house, uh, Junior flashes her a look, and then he comes to see her later on, and she just tells like, when he's like, you helped me plan this hit. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, she is definitely playing the game. She's yeah. definitely playing the game. She's good at it. She is. Because she's a hateful bitch. Yeah, she's terrible. <laughs> she is so mean. She's the worst. So, th- the hit attempts. They're hilarious. 
Yeah. So the first one gets screwed up because Christopher is following Tony. Yeah, for why exactly? I don't really remember exactly. Like, I think maybe somebody told him to look after him because he was acting weird. Because remember, this yeah. is when he goes and sees Melfi and he's, you know, half in the bag and yeah. uh, really having a time. So he kind of saves his life there. Oh, because you know? if he was, like, if they had approached him in that state, he yeah. would have been shot. Yeah. Uh, but he, like, parks in front of him and has words with him. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, kind of a funny little interaction. And then they both end up losing Tony there because he's really good at losing tails that he has no idea that are behind yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, and then the second one, they I didn't... I like his line. You go to the donut shop. No wonder he's so fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I, like, I like everybody in this show calling the other characters fat. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Tony calls Jimmy and Pussy fat. Because they're, well, they're fat. fatter than Tony, right? You know? It's a, it's it's a level of fatness. Like yeah. I can call certain other members of the ticket team fat because they're right. bigger than me, and then there's smaller members of the ticket team that could call me fat because they're right. smaller than I am. Right. Uh, it's all relative to yeah. girth. I like when Justin calls like athletes who kind of get a little lazy fat. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> that's a I, funny bit. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good stuff. It's good. He, stuff. he knows what he's doing there. He's, he does. It's a good joke. Yeah. He does. Justin sometimes will work on a plane that not everybody else is aware is even active. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Second so, hit though, we get our we get a actual Godfather um, reference with the orange juice. Yes, because biggest when, um, biggest bottle of orange juice of all very time. Big bottle. Way. Yeah, really likes the OJ. He gets his OJ, and that's sort of a win. Um, uh, what's the? Oh my god. Marlon Massive. Brando's character. Who? In, in The Godfather. Marlon Brando's character. Uh, Vito Corleone. Yeah. When Vito dies, he's uh, eating an orange. Hmm. When, he gets, uh, when he dies. When he has his heart attack. In the Yo, I haven't seen those movies in forever. Uh, I, they're good. They're really good. You know? They're, they're, they're long. They're very long. They're sometimes slow. I think yeah. that's why people like the uh, Goodfellas a lot more. is because it's more fast. It's mm-hmm. more sexy and fast-paced and mm-hmm. exciting. And the Godfather is a bit more meditative and slow. It's how people, uh, you know, people compare like um, 2001 Space Odyssey and uh, mm-hmm. it used to be Blade Runner, but Blade Runner is pretty slow, honestly. It's not yeah. very action packed. Godfather's not funny enough. <laughs> not funny enough. <laughs> Joe yeah. Pesci was funny enough for yeah. for, for Goodfellas. Okay. That, that was the difference. But that is a <laughs> reference to the Godfather there. Okay. And, I, uh, I do yeah. like those. The subtle references, kind of reference, yeah. instead yeah. of just saying, you know, the Godfather. Right. Uh, right. I like when they steal a scene or a, a little tiny reference like this and use it here. Uh, that's a lot more fun for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, man, it was an awesome scene. Oh, though, so good. Where he is just, it's animalistic. He is fighting for his fucking life. I thought it was incredibly well shot, too, given yeah. it was like the night, like technology for television at that time. Like, yeah. it wasn't, it didn't look bad. You know what right. I mean? Like, it looked yeah. very crisp and clean. You could see yeah. everything that was going on. It just, it was very well technically done. Yeah. Um, also, I know, like, the, I was reading the book, the music choice was uh, supposed to be significant, too. Yeah, I read that, but I didn't write down a note about it. Yeah. Um, it was significant, so you know yeah, that. Yeah, it was significant. Yeah. <laughs> it's the hard-hitting analysis you get on the Deja Vu podcast. Uh-huh. It was significant. But it was significant. So, first guy gets uh he, he gets he gets uh told or told on by his own reflection in tony's tony's beautiful suburban right. my parents had that exact suburban by the way uh-huh. red and everything uh my probably, parent my mom had a red suburban yeah. yeah maybe not all the options that he had in there for 98 right. but they definitely had that suburban uh so then he ends up in the car with Tony sort of like with his gun in the car and other guy comes onto the other side and must be the worst shot of all time. Cause we just yeah. talked about how Tony's a little bit. Around, it's uh, tough to shoot a gun. It, it is. It really is. Especially in a high pressure moment. Right. Although he had thick ass Tony sitting there and only his friend's face yeah. to shoot at. And he somehow shot his friend in the face, <laughs> kills him. And then Tony just kind of wrestles this guy uh, as he's driving away, gets the gun away, 
and uh, Old Boy kind of flies off the back. Tony runs into a car, and instead of completing the job, he just Buddy just leaves. And there's a, and it's a good sort because there's another scene where Junior, you know, they uh, they're talking to the guy who kind of orchestrated the first hit, and he's just mm-hmm. an idiot, and so they kill him. Mm-hmm. And once they kill him. You see Junior in the back of the car with his big, huge glasses peering yeah. up like he's some kind of bug. Dude, it was so weird. And then, but, so and then this, weird. you have this, this Tony, you have Tony Soprano laughing after he just survived a hit, you mm-hmm. know? It shows, the, um, it shows the, the guy that's actually running things behind mm-hmm. the scenes. There's a reason why he's the one running things behind the scenes. Junior to me uh, in this episode really kind of showed up as somebody that was n- that really did not have the stomach for these types of things. Right. And, Even and when his, when Mikey's telling him at the beginning of the episode what the plan is, he's like, "Ah, you can, uh, I can I don't want the details. Don't tell me. I dele- when I delegate, I delegate." And then later on, when they go to that meeting and the first attempt has been messed up, he's up chucking in the back of the freaking car. Yeah. Uh, because it didn't happen, and it, it just it, it just shows the ineptness of of Junior, and they've been dropping these ineptness hints that like it's not just like you're not just rooting for Tony because he's he's the star of the show. Like Junior is legitimately not good at this, right? And not good for the crime family, right? Um, also, an interesting line when. Uh, uh... Uh, Livia says, uh, but he was saying uh, about her having memory loss or uh, dementia. He's like, it'll happen to you too one day, and mm-hmm. it does. Because I remember the last scene we ever seen with Junior, him in the, he was in like an old folks home, and he didn't remember Tony at all. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he was suffering from dementia. Yeah. Do you got any dementias in your in your family? Um, or Alzheimer's? I think my grandma might be having early she's like 90 almost yeah i don't she think that's early on set early signs of it early signs yeah like she'll be for it might just that be might just old be old too. yeah yeah like see my my great grandmother had all you know what? I, I did have a great grandma that had alzheimer's actually yes yeah, yeah so she and that i mean i was little but yeah <clears throat> i mean it still affects my mom and my grandpa today like yeah. they still are kind of beat up about I can't even imagine. I can't even. Seth Rogen uh, does a lot of good work with Alzheimer's. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that's that's got to be tough. Wife's mom has it, and like she's deteriorated to the point where like she just doesn't even know them anymore. And I can't even yeah. imagine. Yeah. But that being said, Livia doesn't have any of that shit. She's just <sighs> like I said, sad. a hateful bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's really mean. She's not great. Yeah. I think that that wraps us up this week. I think. That yeah. Was... Well, next week we're going to do the finale, the season finale. Yeah, uh, and some some uh, some overall how we're feeling. Do you we want to continue gonna podcasting? Predict, I'm going to predict it ends with the Soprano family with uh, all four of them at a restaurant after hours, and Tony saying, "Remember the little things; those are important." Mm-hmm. That's my prediction for next next episode. Feel like feel like you've seen it before. Well, no, we'll see. We'll see. We'll you see. Want, we'll see. That's uh, that's how we're gonna end every podcast. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, a plus five stars. Uh, we'll see you guys next week on another episode or the, I guess season one finale episode of Deja Vu. Yeah. Yep. See it. Bye. <laughs>